everyone, welcome to RZ Two Cents. Uh, setting across from you, uh, that's uh, uh, and across from me from across the Pacific Ocean. That's Roy. Uh, this is Robert mm-hmm. here. Hi guys. So it's been a little bit, couple of weeks, uh, but we are back. And we're excited to be back again. This is one of our back in the game. Yes, this is one of yeah. our uh, remote episodes again, and it will be this way for the foreseeing future for the next uh, two months at least. And uh, uh, we hope you guys enjoy the experience, and we, as we do, still enjoy the podcast recording experience as well. Um, every time we yes. do this, uh, we are very excited, and uh, uh, we uh, get into our deep thinking, deep, deep discussion mode, and uh, uh, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. In my mm-hmm. opinion, so yeah. All right. So today's topic, yeah, is so, about death, right? Yeah. So today we're gonna to talk about life and death. It's heavy topic. Yeah, heavy. And uh, me and Roy had this uh, uh little pre pre recording chit chat before this, and uh, uh, it is quite heavy. Yeah. Uh, Roy, do you mind sharing what um sort of uh, spot? Uh, I know we always uh have this on the back of our minds, but what sparked this yes. thinking uh, lately that something, yes. uh, some you know, sad news came uh, from your uh, f- f- circle? So uh, I recently uh, have a family friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she has always been a very positive, very healthy, very lively person. Mm-hmm. And um, she's in her late 40s. Mm-hmm. And, um, so... Recently, she was diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a—I a, don't know the specific terminology, but it's a later stage mm-hmm. type of cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, quite serious. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, potentially there is there is possibility that you know we hope she will make it through, mm-hmm. but you know there is a slight possibility that she um, may not. So that's that got me thinking, got me and Robert thinking mm-hmm. about, you know, because she is an example of, she has, she said, uh, very successful, I would say, mm-hmm. a well-balanced and a full life. Mm-hmm. Um, she pursued her dream and she was able to achieve her dream. Mm-hmm. And then she lived a pretty healthy life. It wasn't that, you know, she was always in high stress situation and then she was, drinking and smoking mm-hmm. too much and then not t- taking care of her body. It wasn't that. She works She works out pretty often um, mm-hmm. and then takes care, good care of herself. So it's very unexpected for someone like that to um, get cancer, I, from my perspective at least. Mm-hmm. So it just reminds us of the unexpectedness of life, right? How a perfectly... Mm-hmm. good life that's going well mm-hmm. that you put hard work into mm-hmm. can turn upside down almost overnight yeah does she uh have mm-hmm. children family members like uh is yes. she married she is okay. yes yes, and, yes. And she's not married um she's got she remarried once okay um, okay but how, she has how, a daughter okay how old she's, uh, is the daughter in her early 30s oh Oh, 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 the daughter's in so, her early 30s? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, one, interesting is, uh, one interesting thing is before she received uh, the horrible news of her cancer, her relationship with her daughter was actually not 
not that great. You know, mm. things like things like that happens. They have little arguments, yeah. and a small argument turns into big argument, <laughs> and then maybe she doesn't agree with some of the life decisions, life yep. choices her daughter has made, mm-hmm. and then she tries to. I guess influence her daughter to go on the quote unquote right path, but mm. her daughter doesn't listen to her. It always happens. So, but after she got the news, the daughter flew back mm-hmm. to visit her, and then they actually they became they were able to become closer mm-hmm. due to you know the, the, the sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't how uh, just to come on that real quick? Isn't how? I mean, just speaking this, uh, you know, I already have. Sort of chills me, man. I can feel that on my arm. You know, speaking about this, because you know, I'm. Mm-hmm. I have a. We're we're both very logical people. We are rational. Uh, we're philo- we consider ourselves, you know, philosophy enthusiasts. But um, uh, I also have a very sentimental side. Where hearing about this one is, um, I think it's quite, you know, uh, sad reality. But it's true of uh, mankind that you know we get close to the people that we should have been closer. Uh, uh, yeah. A lot earlier, it should, should have been closed a lot earlier. Uh, we don't do that until um, death comes, you know, uh, waving at you, literally, yeah. literally in this case, and, you know, uh, to the daughter. Yeah. Or uh, I'm not saying it's 100% her daughter's fault. I'm sure whenever there's a disagreement or argument, it's both sides to take responsibilities. But either way, the mother now is sick, and um, now the relationship is getting, getting closer. Obviously, that's a good thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Hopefully she, she lives long and then they enjoy another 30 years or 80 years of a great mother-daughter relationship. But sometimes, you know, it's uh, we, we shouldn't wait until it's too late to do these things, you know. Uh, it's uh, yes. I, I give her credit. I give both of them credit to, to re- reuniting and reconcile uh, and have a good relationship. But that's actually... Um, that, that's that's in the you know that's sort of in everybody uh, in the in the humanity itself that people would do that, but the ones I consider elite or um, not elite in terms of the social status or materialistic uh, measures, but elite in terms of um, emotional intelligence or just handling themselves, I think should be able to overcome the disagreement and just be closer regardless. You know, I think forgiveness is such a um, and I know we talk about life and death here, but this just you know. It's kind of triggered me thinking about forgiveness is such a big thing. It's such a it's it's hard to do. It's um I'm sure especially with close ones. You know we 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 have long history with with people. Uh, some people find it a lot of people find it easier to make new friends than old ones because old ones know all your all your old histories, all your um you know the the, the things you might not be proud of and 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 all your ex girlfriends or whatever, right? Uh, but, mm. but but I think. Being able to deal with um, people from your past, in this case, you know, mother and daughter, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's it's something people should should be aware of. And I know, you know, we're on a public public platform, RZ Two Cents. Uh, there are people listening, yep. so uh, whoever they you are that's listening, I think you should uh, check your relationship portfolio. I call that, you know, uh, do you, mm-hmm. is there one that you feel ah, you know, regretful about? I, I'm I'm gonna get it back in touch with my grandmother. I'm gonna, uh, I, def- you know, I'm gonna get it back, back in touch with my stepfather or my biological father or whatever things like that. Uh, whoever that person is, whatever that issue might be, I think uh, do that now before it's too late. You know, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes people don't value 
things as much until after they've lost the opportunity. Yeah, to until it's gone, thing. or until right. there's a sign it's going to be gone. Yeah. 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 Now you may not value being able to talk to, for example, your grandparents mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. You mean I'm, I'm, I've seen kids that mm-hmm. don't don't engage with their communicate with their grandparents mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. right? But you know, you, okay, if you put it this way, you might not have much time, yeah. much yeah. more opportunities. Many, you know, you may not have many years left to be able to do that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And after the opportunity is gone, it's it's gone forever. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. This is something you cannot get back. There's just this, this is a part of life that you cannot get back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The 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 the, the, the times that the, that's gone. You know, in Chinese we call yeah. that. You know, it's a very uh, poetic yes. way to, to talk to, to describe it. Yes. But uh, it's exactly how I look at it. It's it's gone, it's gone. Yes. And I think the lucky ones, lucky ones um, get a knock on the head, mm. gets a warning sign that, you know, hey, mm. you may lose that person you you love, but don't talk too much to, don't don't really spend time with, mm. right? Mm-hmm. A warning sign so you change your behavior. Right? Some people don't, right? right. Their loved ones just are gone overnight mm-hmm. and then you just don't get that chance again mm-hmm. all you can do is cherish the people that are still here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so so um then back to the death uh you know and uh, the potential uh, threat mm-hmm. of uh cancer for the that individual and, and that applies to everyone i guess Roy, i wonder how what, yeah. what's your take um that sort of uh okay let's just pin this in here okay so um doesn't matter you or I or David Smith or Eric Rosenberg, uh, random names here. It doesn't matter. The point is, um, if we are walking to a situation where we build our whole life uh, into a castle, uh, manage all things well um, from a financial standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, happy family, uh, happy wife, happy kids, you know, awesome. Uh, kids going to college. You're in the mid. You're you know close to the for most careers. You know you're close to the peak of your career, you're well-recognized, um, and then let's just say call that age 48 or 52, um, and a crazy de- de- disease comes, how, how would you deal with it, and how would you feel, uh, like, how, or preventatively, I, I always look at yeah. things as in, how do we prepare our mentality for this, uh, to, to able to accept it better, because I, to be honest, I don't price, you know, in finance, we, we price into risk, into our models, right? For me, I'm pricing a lot of things actually uh, for my for my future 20, 30 years life. A lot of risk actually, but I do not price in the chance of death at age fifty. Let's just be honest with you. I, for my for me personally, I pricing the chance of you know death um, after age of seventy five. So that's why I think mm-hmm. previously we discussed this a little bit in detail. I hope you guys don't mind. I'll, I'll repeat it for a little bit. Uh, like for me, you know, age twenty five to fifty, it's building family, building career. 50 to 65 is give back. Uh, hopefully, I'll be hit those exact numbers. Uh, 50 to 65, I'll, I'll be giving back. I'll be um, running charity and doing things I can politically or, or you know, nonprofit, whatever. Then 65 to 75 is to uh, enjoy uh, my time off with my, you know, lovely wife while my children all have their own families. Uh, 65 to 75, because mm. that age, you know, 60s, you, you can still travel the world and then, move efficiently and pretty healthy. So 65, 75, I'll do that. Then, and after 75, I'm pricing the risk of, you know, disease, of hospitalization, of, you know, of, of things like that. Then I'm pricing to the factor mm. I'll be residing somewhere 
uh, preferably somewhere warm, California or Hawaii, whenever, then people will come visit me because I won't be moving as much. But that, that is such a, you know, um, call it ideal if you want, but it is a mainstream point of view um, to, 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 for people now, nowadays to live longer. But uh, to, pri- to pricing the risk of dying at 50 years old or even younger, um, how do you deal with that? Because for me, it's uh, quite tough actually now thinking about it. It is, it is. Like, uh, going back to our first episode of delaying gratification, right? right? Where you, uh, we definitely lean slightly more on the delay, delaying gratification right, side of right. things. Uh, we're not all the way to no. the end of 60%. the spectrum. Yeah. We still have yeah. fun. We still enjoy mm-hmm. life. But for me, it's, it all works. It works out very well, delaying gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't die. Yes. If you don't have a sudden death at the age yes. of 40 or yes. 50, yes. you know. Yes. Obviously, you can, there are things you could do to try to minimize the chance of that happening. Right? Live a healthy life, exercise, mm-hmm. eat mm-hmm. healthy. But really, there's no way to 100% prevent mm-hmm. it. Right? Things like that just happens not only to you, but sometimes also to your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think this is one of the... This, at least, I think, is one of the reasons why people go to the supernatural, mm. right? Go to religion, go to be its psychics, mm. because they want control, some kind of control over life. They want some kind, they want to make sense of mm. it, right? If the death is because of karma, mm. right? If a death is because of karma, it did something bad, that means if I do something good, that won't happen mm. to me. It gives me a control over it. People desperately want control over this specific thing because this is something that's. Mm. That's painful. That creates a lot of suffering, not for the, not only for the individual, but also for the people around the individual. Mm-hmm. That cannot be controlled, cannot be predicted. Mm-hmm. It causes so much mm-hmm. pain. So people want to control it. But from my perspective, I know you're an atheist too. It's it really sometimes just random. Mm-hmm. It's it's random, and it's it frustrates me to mm-hmm. think of such an important, such a such an important thing to to be. Um, caused by random chance, mm. you know, yeah. it means we can't control yeah. it. There's not much we could yeah, do to prevent it. It seems like the, uh, these couple chapters of Think Fast and Slow, you already understood it before you were reading it. <laughs> I was going to bring that up that book. Um, mm. It's a combination of economics, um, s- uh, stats, uh, and uh, psychology. I won the 2013 Nobel mm-hmm. uh, uh, Prize of Economics. And uh, I've still in the process of reading it. It's 500 pages, super long. But the point is, um, really just touch on right on point there, where it's 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 hard for human beings to justify. Um, there's no, to, it's hard for human beings to to justify not being the in, the in I would say the inability to make um, to find a reason for these things because as especially for intellectual human beings, uh, they're also touching on a book where. You know, uh, he, he didn't touch on life and death, but you know, other things like predicting the weather, market, things like that, um, and what's going to have forecast, like you know, intellectual relationships, right? What's going to happen to U.S. and China in five years? Like, it's tough because uh, we, we try to find patterns uh, uh, from given circumstances, from given behavior trends. Um, there are patterns there, but at the same time, uh, you have to understand. We have to understand where um, the random. Just the pure random probability, um, the pure luck, whatever you want to call it, uh, plays a huge factor in all aspects of our life. 
And in this sense, the most important yes. aspect is the existence of life. That are we going to be alive or not? Uh, the random probability uh, plays a huge part uh, because um, there, there's no such thing as in, uh, at least to our understanding, as in uh, someone's done good so that uh, in, in your uh, family friend's case, so she, she lives till, you know, 92. And then one, the other person is mm -hmm. a bastard and then um, he gets cancer at 42. It doesn't happen that way. Um, some sometimes people people love this kind of yeah. stories because it proves that they have right control. right right or, or they have some some sort of uh, predictability exactly behavior control where where they can yes. predict it somehow yeah, about other people's circumstances yes but again again it doesn't happen that way yes. um and 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 I mean there, there is a you can find a positive correlation between wealth levels and long term health I mean obviously because physical condition things like mm -hmm. that but also you can see Paul Allen died at sixty five and uh, he's one of the richest guys. Yeah. Steve yeah, Steve Jobs, Jobs at 53. I mean, Steve Jobs high high stress working, but Paul Allen, um, Steve Jobs yeah. even more. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying justifiable, but um, he was working crazy, yeah, he hard worker, crazy uh, workload all the way up to until the end, almost I mean, the end of his life. But Paul Allen, but yeah, I mean, like in the case of yeah, Paul, but Steve Jobs was was like he he took care of yes, good yes, care of himself yeah. like he meditates he veg, he's a vegetarian i also heard 100%. he like doesn't have sex no, very often to preserve his so he yeah, put, he put in his work. work did everything you know. well um and still died early and in the sense of paul allen the guy retired from microsoft at 40 years old or 39 or something and all he did for the next mm -hmm. 20 years 25 years was he bought two sports teams and ran a charity he was very chill like literally relaxed for the 25 years that after Microsoft, but he died at 65. Granted, he has some pre-medical pre condition. Um, for more information, you guys can find out, you know, uh, through research and uh, in the Netflix, you know. Uh, what caused this? Well, he had a pre-existing pre condition. For the exact name and stuff, you can watch the Netflix Bill Gates series. Uh, he talked okay. about it. No, Pyle knew about it when he was like 28. He he had this pre-existing like, oh. like medical condition. His uh, genes are just not very healthy and stuff like that and he died at 65 eventually so, but so that's that's the reason why he retired at 45 i guess yeah yeah so and um and, and yeah and, and even uh, speaking of paul real quick he, he said this you know he didn't get married didn't have children because he said my genetics oh. are not good he doesn't want to pass this to any any people so and, and it, that's why wow. he's like you know um yeah it's just some pre uh, again i'm not a doctor i don't even that's I can't pull that vocabulary out of my out of my hair right now, but um, it's, it's 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 some pre-existing condition that's in his genetics that he couldn't live too uh, too long, uh, die peacefully. But again, anyways, the point is um, we we can't predict these things, and and that makes us feel powerless, right? So um, the fact that we are less powerful than random chance. It's, it's, it's very easy actually for people to rationalize and to understand we are less powerful, we feel powerless in front of God or some sort of a, you know, some sort of a powerful yeah, higher being. being. We're like, you know, we're going to kneel down and be like, you know, like uh, we beg you, we, we, we back that figure. But, 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 but well, in reality, we are less powerful <laughs> than random probability and random probability has no emotion. Yeah. And also, at least for yeah. God, you can control why? Because God has sort of an yeah. algorithm, right? If you do good, you will have a good life. At least you yeah. will go to heaven. And, and, 
But a random chance, there's you. There's no rule. No, <laughs> there's not no, much you can do. To, to, we to we assign a personal figure to it, and there's some sort of emotion from God that God helps us. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but if for random chance, there's no emotion involved. It is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why. So it's, it's 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 people don't really want to face that. Really don't want to face that. That's so tough, know? man. But like. Yeah, I know people that that you know knows cancer runs in their family, and they sort of have to live with the fact that they might have a higher probability, higher chance of getting cancer later in their life. And I think that living with that puts you into a different Do mindset. Do you have family? Because I know can- not. Uh, I have my grandma passed away cancer. due okay. to cancer. Yes, but no one else. So it's a, it's a, it's a low, I guess low probability f- okay. for me. But um, yeah. like, My if I imagine if I had to live with, for example, if I, a direct parent or both parents have had mm-hmm. cancer, um, you know, that means for me, the probability of me having cancer is mm-hmm. very high. Um, so I just imagine if I had to live with that fact, I think I will be living a different kind of life right now. Many decisions, many decisions I make will. will well, for disclosure, both my grandfather, so from each side, died from cancer. My, uh, oh. I have not discussed this. I don't. I don't think I have discussed this in detail. My mother had cancer. Now she's a cancer survivor. It's cured. Uh-huh. Uh, it was early stages. Wow. She was forty-two when she had it. Um, lung cancer, pretty serious. Did we discuss this? Okay, so so yeah, um yeah, so yeah, so according to that, I guess I guess I should I should uh, yeah. so so yeah, so I wonder when you see a different lifestyle, what it means if you if you if you, if you yeah. yeah, 'cause I didn't know about your grandparents, yeah. so I think yes, like in, in your case you should definitely, you know, be more careful to take more preventative yeah. measures. But what what right? different lifestyle you will be living at? Let's just say, yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah. if I'm gonna, there's a higher chance for me to get cancer, then then that cancer mm. may may kill mm. me. I would probably spend more time enjoying life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's how should I put this? I would lean slightly towards. No, further away from the um, kinds of delaying gratification mm-hmm. side of things, mm-hmm. you know, Leans, I, that spectrum will change slight, a little bit, not too much, but the spectrum will shift a mm-hmm. little bit, definitely. Because, mm-hmm. if I let's say, if someone tells me that Roy, you've got mm-hmm. ten more years mm-hmm. to live, hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking, will I be doing what I'm doing every day mm-hmm. right now? Probably, I will definitely change. I'll probably. Take my mom and then travel, you know, I'll go visit you guys, visit friends. Because if you got 10 years to live, you think, you know, hey, what, what, what matters mm-hmm. the most, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, spend time with people you love and then um, do things you like, pursue mm-hmm. your dreams, you know, see the world mm-hmm. before you die. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. What, what if the right? difference is, that's why I said it's tough because compare future to future is tough. Compare future to present is a little bit easier. Here's what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. If I got ten years to live, okay. if you told me ten is the number, hearing what you just said, mm-hmm. I would be doing exactly what you said, and even at a more instant gratification scale. So 
I would be uh, mm-hmm. sort of, I, I guess, doing more Instant gratification things. Like, I would not care about saving money. Why would I save it? Um, I don't. Yeah. I, if I do have yeah. ancestors, I mean, I mean, I mean, if I do have uh, um, children um, go moving forward, I, I, I will for them. But if I don't, why would I be saving? One, two, um, yeah. so, so I'll be enjoying it. All, all the things, try all the things that I can. But if the number is, let's say we're 20, you know, you're 24, 25, then let's say if the answer is I, we have 35 more years to live, so that's 60, or we have 65 more years to live, that's 90. That's mm-hmm. hard to decide. So if someone, because mm-hmm. these days, would you agree that someone dies at 60 years old is very young? So, uh, yeah, very. Very so young, yeah. 60 and 90, that's 30 years difference. But... From our perspective, mm-hmm. that is still thirty-five years away. So, how do you deal with that? That's where I'm. I'm kind of um, at least lost a little bit in terms of if you want me to make a judgment on how should I balance my life that way. Mm. I mean, if 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 you know when when your life is going to end, then you can divide it. Because remember, previously, you've sliced your life up into mm-hmm. different stages based on the fact that you're going to live mm-hmm. 80 years plus, yeah. right? 75, 75 plus. Then you just shorten that. Yeah. 75 plus. Then you just, I guess, shorten mm-hmm. that a little bit. Interesting. Right, that would make yeah. sense. But the thing is, we yeah. don't. <laughs> That's we the don't. most frustrating part of it. It's such an important thing yeah. to us, but we have no control, no fucking idea over how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And I think that's a, a source, big source of suffering for people. Yeah, and what you about uh, what about crazy? It, or not crazy, yeah. but no, no, no. This is, uh, and also, you have yeah. your loved ones, right? You can't control yeah, that yeah. either. What about not uh, not the word crazy? What about just shocking events like the? Boeing uh, 737 MAX, two of them crashed this early this year, mm-hmm. right? One in Ethiopia, one year. Like, what about, mm-hmm. let's say, someone's perfectly healthy. You talk about your family friend got cancer and all that. So even though uh, she might pass away uh, less, you know, at, at an age that she doesn't want to, but she, again, she might. Right? And I think she has a good chance to survive if she doesn't. Uh, seems like she's a, mm-hmm. she's a powerful woman. But the point is, either way, the point is, what if they say someone's perfectly healthy and goes on a plane and the plane crashes and the person's not even prepared for it? What if there's a car accident? What if there's a, you know, crazy natural disaster? Yeah. I mean, these things happen. Yeah. Car accidents. I think that's a slightly yeah. higher probability. Natural, natural, natural disasters. So, natural disasters, you know. Um, so, yeah. that's just hard to prepare for. Uh, that's, that's tough. That's yeah. Tough. It's just, it's... Because we can't rationalize it. That's, yeah. that's the tough part. I, and, I, and, uh, There's no reason, right? It's like, I would wish that karma works in a perfectly logical way. You know, it's like if you do bad things, you die early. I wish that. <laughs> but too bad. We, we see all the time that it doesn't and, go, and go think, that way. To be frank with you, I think people, I think the reason why there is bad or evil or whatever you call that exist in the world it's because it doesn't work that way because if it's a proven fact that if you do good you live long you do bad you die soon no one would be you no agree, one right? would there's no yes. the world would be so perfect no would. bro yep. it would be kind everyone yes. would be you know because if it's a guaranteed <laughs> scientific law then then uh-huh. there will be no evil yep. in this world man um yeah, yeah. E- even yeah, even, even people who we call that guangjiao we call the you know the 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 the, the low lights whatever you want to call it what people who have nothing to lose who 
who are in that cycle of going to jail, released, going back to jail, that, that incarceration uh, uh, population, they mm-hmm. would do good too because they want to live long. You know, so so so, so yeah, yeah. So yes, not for yes, money, yes, not for yes. anything else, but just just pure the fact they want to live long. But people uh, and stuff. Uh, so yeah, sh- uh, sh- shifting a little bit. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit uh, thoughts on how you because uh, we we talk about this privately how uh, you deal with your family mm-hmm. members passing uh, previously uh, some key family members and and how you, how did you rationalize it did you try to rationalize it how do you deal with it uh, just sort of your journey um, from mm-hmm. that perspective we appreciate that very much yeah so. Mm. I think when something like that happens, it's everybody reacts and deals with it slightly mm. differently, mm. right? It because it, it depends on at what age it mm. happened. It depends on the person's personality, how close you are with that you know, family member, for example. Mm. There's so much that goes into it, so so it's it's difficult to put into to words because you don't know which to talk mm-hmm. about first, right? What's what's the most important? How do you summarize that? Because there's so much that goes into it, and it's 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 the most of it is the feelings, mm-hmm. the emotions, right? So that's pretty tough to to I guess categorize or put into words. I think. Like for me, because I've had actually had three family, close family members pass away in the recent five years, within five years. They were on scale members. one to ten. Um, obviously, I'm not going to ask names, but on scale one to ten, uh, mm-hmm. all above eight, close to you. Yeah, definitely. Like nine, ten, nine, ten. Okay, all, you know, all three of them. Ten, I would say all three of them. Nine, ten. I mean, all three of them. Um, okay, nine, so ten, all three of them above yeah. nine. Above nine. In terms of okay. houses. So very close to me. It's not like got a distant so all relative. Three of them, all three of them very are above nine close ratio. Okay, got it. Above nine. Keep yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not okay. a distant and, and, relative. And just for point of reference, so, you and I relationship would be like 8.5 or 8, right? Just to find a point of reference for audience. Yeah, yeah, just be Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. 8.5, okay. 9. Got yeah. it, got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, so... Obviously, it was for different reasons. It happened differently. I think in terms of your experiences with it, there is a one big difference. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one big difference is if it's sudden, mm-hmm. unexpected, mm-hmm. an accident, or if it's a, let's say, a chronic mm-hmm. illness, that makes a tremendous difference in, the, in your, mm-hmm. how you react to it, mm-hmm. what you live through. Mm-hmm. for something that's you know that's sudden that's unexpected that that, that's that's just like the first people talk about different Mm -hmm. stages of grief right there's uh i I remember clearly there's a denial acceptance but i I think it it doesn't fit everybody. I, I think people go through different stages of grief. It's not like a one size fit all kind of mm. kind of thing. So the, the first first thing is definitely shock. You know, people think the first time you hear hear this kind of news, you you feel sad and then you. No, it's actually for mm-hmm. me at least it was shock. It was it was disbelief. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like 
Hmm. It was it was kind of how do I, how do I, how do I make sense of it? how do I how should I think hmm. about this? You know, it, it's shock. So during that stage, um, we're trying to approach it with a rational angle uh, because after the shock, um, you you try to make sense of it, right? You yeah, you try to make I, sense I mean, of it. And obviously, you would try to find any possibility that this is yes, this is not yes. happening. You know, there may be a chance that there's a misdiagnosis. There is a chance that yeah. we can revive this person, right? There's a chance that hey, maybe it's we got got the news wrong or something. You will find any possibility, any opportunity mm. to to make to to yeah. make it yeah, that's right. not real. Yeah. Right. Mm. There's a stage of denial. Yes, this is a stage mm. of denial. I think. Um, there's like one 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 relative. Um, he was put on mm-hmm. life support, life support for a while, and when you're on life support, basically, your heart is still beating. Like your body's still functioning, but your brain may be gone, and that's. I think that's really tough situation for for your family, for 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 people because, at least from traditional Chinese culture, death is one of the hardest stops beating, right. right? But modern medicine has been able to keep the heart going, but then there's this thing called brain death, right? You can be brain dead, but your heart is still going. And I think at least in China, we see that very often that the family don't let go because hey, the heart is still beating. How can the person be dead? We don't, we don't, we don't believe it. You know, we want to get a second, third, fourth, mm. fifth opinion, mm. right? We want to argue that there is a chance of of, of reviving this. We try everything. You know, try different methods. You try the Chinese medicine. You try Western medicine. It's it's uh I think I think that's that's something definitely something that's you, you actually from my perspective that stage is actually not that bad there's because you're fighting you yeah, know it's like there you have a goal you have the objective you are doing research you are contacting people you're busy. you are in you're the busy. fighting and the working mode you're every busy. day you're, you're fighting yes you're fighting and then you think you can conquer this that's actually so that's actually not the worst worst part. Um, so I think, I think people definitely all pretty much all go through this stage, no matter if it's the denial or try to fight it, try to overcome it, try to make a miracle happen, you know, but there comes a point when you kind of realize, like for me, I think I'm, I lean more on the logical side of things. So, uh, there was a point for where I, I accepted that you know this is this is the condition this is what's yeah. happening, but I do see people that just mm. don't accept it. It takes them a long time to to mm. accept the fact that mm. this has happened. Um, you know, after that is that is when you know the grief, grief comes in, mm. grief process comes in. You know, you, you may call it sadness or you may call it, you know. You sort of go through this, yeah. During this stage, there's, there's just too much going on. There's too much going on because mm. you're not alone. You're also doing things. You are organizing this person's, you know, you're organizing the funeral maybe, or you have people 
come to you and then talk to you and then they try to do their best to comfort you, right? Mm-hmm. To help you out. But sometimes, at least, I guess people didn't react to it differently. For me, it was sort of a, I didn't like that. It was sort of a distraction for me. I, I just wanted to you know, so, be so alone you do not for a while. people reach out to you but, that you didn't like the grief, yeah. I, I do, but I, I think at a later stage, you know, um, right afterwards, I think you kind of want to be alone yes. for a while and then just think, yes. Yes. think about it, you know. And then having people just come to you, talk to you all the time, and then you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to organize the funeral, you have to organize... It's, I guess it takes mm-hmm. your mind off of that mm-hmm. the thing a little bit. So, but it also makes you feel like you're not really spending the meaningful time with yep. you know, your, um, this, this family yep. member that yep. just passed away. Yep. Right. So, but when it comes to a chronic illness, it's mm-hmm. a completely different story. Right, because you you know this person is, you may, they they might not make it, but it's a long process. Mm-hmm. You see how they suffer. You have the ch- opportunity to talk to them, to comfort them, mm-hmm. and to take care of them. Yep. It's a different kind of, I guess, a feeling of helplessness. Right. It's it's like you want to help, mm-hmm. but you don't know how. Um, you try to comfort them, but you know deep deep down inside it's. It doesn't yeah. really work, you know, because you know that they know they don't have much time left. And then when you're comfortable in them, at least for me, you know, I always tell them, hey, look, there's still opportunity. We can fight this and we can overcome it. Uh, don't worry about it. But you try to do the things you think you're supposed to do. But deep down, I know it, it doesn't mm-hmm. really help that much, you know. And then sometimes the person gets so ill, so sick that they can't, they don't, they can't communicate anymore. Mm. They can't speak to you anymore, right? Um, I, I think that's a very different kind of process mm. and experience compared to the, mm. uh, the, the sudden mm. kind of death. If you ask me which one is more hard to deal with, I equally. would say equally. Wow. I would say equally. Wow. Equally. Equally. Uh, it's, it's, it's different because for, if it's a chronic illness, the family have mental prepared, mm-hmm. mentally prepared mm-hmm. for what's the, mm-hmm. they have the time to prepare for that. No, but then the, you also see this person suffer. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Right. And it's a, it's a, it's a months, maybe sometimes years long process. Yeah. In, yeah. So, but I think, I think. This kind of thing is it's it's so shocking and it's so so the impact is quite big. So I'm still trying to you know grasp with it, and I think as as we age, we view it differently. And the first time I experience it, second time, third time, each time is slightly more different. A part of me grows into it, not grows into it, but. I don't know how to put this. It's not mm. that I got used to it, but mm. you sort of know what's going to happen. Mm. Right. And it makes you think about death, mm. makes you think about life, makes you think about what this I all know. means. 
And I, th- I think the, uh, religion plays a huge part. If you're a religious person, you view it completely different versus if you're an atheist. Right? If you're a religious person, it, it, the whole thing becomes a completely different yeah. thing. Um, a couple yeah. of, I guess, so, two follow-up for you, question for you, just to... Mm-hmm. Um, well, for first, that, that was very... Uh, sort of a, um, a deep... Um, rational yet uh, s- s- sentimental um, expression of, of, of your experience f- uh, from the, to, you know even though I I'm not sitting across from you like we normally do uh, I can I can feel that tense emotion yet uh, your strong rationale as well um, from that experience I want to say uh, myself personally and and our audience we, we they definitely appreciate it as well. Yeah. So, so one. First of all, I want to thank you for, for sharing that. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, um, yeah, I guess, I guess just two couple of follow up questions, if you don't mind, elaborate a little bit more. One is, um, you said that after all those stages, the denial, the, the, the dealing with it at first, you don't want people to come to you, or uh, you want to deal with the grieving period uh, alone. Then later on, have some, you know. Um, there will be people reaching out, things like that. Uh, at the end, you said you were trying to make sense of what it all means. Then my question to you is simply, mm. what it all means? What, what 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 kind of conclusion did you come out? I'm very curious. Uh, they can be hypotheses. They can be, uh, they, they, you know, obviously it's not a, a scientific truth by any stretch of imagination. But uh, just share what 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 did you make sense of uh, of these things? Uh, how does Roy process these things? Um, Rationally or emotional, either way, um, what, 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 what did you make out of uh, these events? Like, like, like you have talked about uh, how uh, you um, are not unwillingly uh, became used to these things and, and, and uh, grew into uh, the face of how to deal with them, um, the, these events. I'm sure the first time you deal with it, the, the first member towards uh, until the third one, um, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure every time it hits differently. I don't. I don't mean to take that lightly at all. But I'm sure you, as a person, uh, grew as this process uh, developed uh, again unwillingly. But um, what did you make of all of it? And then you, as a person now, uh, what are uh, does that change your outlook on your own life? Does that like what? What is the grand thing? Mm. I know it's. We're trying to do the improbable here. Um, if there's probably no sort of universal uh, sense to make here, but we, yeah. but but you know, at, at, uh, we we do try to make sense of something, right? So, um, what, 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 what's your take at the end here? I don't think there's there's like a grand conclusion or a you know a a, a, a sort of um, mm. principle of life that mm. came up came about that mm. summarizes. Mm everything but uh, it definitely impacts you makes you think mm. about things that you wouldn't think mm. of right i would put it that way um i haven't found a way to put it all together but you know the the, the first first thing you think about is okay, i guess you go through a, mm. uh, a feeling of regret no because like we talked about earlier after somebody's death, you you realize that you can't interact, you can't see them, you can't uh, communicate with them anymore. 
Mm. You can't talk to them. You can't text them. Yep. None of that. And it's it's it, you kind of feel like oh, I wish mm. I did this. I did that. Mm. You know. And the first time it happened to me, that's the first time I, I've thought about something like that. It's like, yep. I wish I did this, I wish I did that. And it just makes you think, you know, hey, maybe we should cherish, uh, really spend time with uh, mm. people who are still here, our loved ones here. So I, I, mm. there's no more regret mm. in the future, right? And... Uh, that's one realization I got. I, I Did you get out of it? Uh, was there appreciation uh-huh. for the person that's gone that were not there before? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Is there sort of definitely? Yeah, I'm trying to be that's rational, uh, um, and, and, and I understand the sentimental part. Mm. If I if I if I do violate that, but is is do you think there's a confirmation bias in terms of let's say because that person is gone, so you remember more of the good and uh, less of the bad, you know, because no one's perfect, um, and, and 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 or do you think it's pretty objective how you take it? And it, it there there are I'm sure there are more good than bad for for these all three of them, these close members of yours family, but yeah, yeah. After some uh, mm. after someone is gone, you just think the previous things that you you found maybe this person mm. had did something that bothered you, or maybe this person did something that this person's uh, values or decisions mm. behavior you didn't like that mm. you found it offensive or you, mm. no small things like that. After they they they, they pass away, mm-hmm. none of that matters anymore. You you feel like. What what the fuck? What what was a big deal? Okay. Why did I make a big deal out of it? Okay, it doesn't matter. It's not that important. Honestly, you unless they did, I guess, something extremely mm. yeah, yeah. You know, you, reprehensible, right? That causes yeah. huge damage. Mm-hmm. But in my case, it wasn't like that, right? So small things you you did, you weren't okay with. Yeah. Now you don't even think about it anymore. And you were like, mm-hmm. why did I make a big deal out of it? That's that's what you feel, I think, and I think so. That's we see a lot of times when you know somebody dies, they're kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, forgiven. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and did you uh, so, make anything uh, out of it that that's helped to guide your own life? And I think uh, we're coming to the final stage of this. So will be my answer, and I think uh, the last yeah. sort of question on on on, on this situation. Uh, is there anything? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and another. Another thing is that it makes you look at mm-hmm. life slightly differently, because pre- before something like this happens, you, as a kid growing up, mm-hmm. you don't really think about death. I mean, you think about death, you see movie deaths, you see deaths in video games, but you don't really think about mm-hmm. death as so mm-hmm. close to you as being so close to you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not something you really think about. But then it, this kind of event makes you reminds you that. Death is around us, and it can happen to mm-hmm. you as well, to me as well, right? And it's it's kind of shows you that this is gonna happen to you inevitably, and that you may not know when it happens, why it happens, how it happens. So it definitely affects your take on life. Um, in that, I think it makes you want to cherish 
the small moments you want makes you want to mm -hmm. smell the roses along the way more you know not just you know work hard all the time and then delaying mm -hmm. gratification all the time um mm -hmm. makes you want to cherish life more mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah on a on a balanced scale, where do you think you are at now for instant or delayed gratification? Because for, for me personally, actually, just to share on this, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure uh, you know this already, but uh, by not only uh, my words, but also by how I live my life, uh, how I share it. Um, but just for the audience who are not that close to me, who don't know, I'm, I'm actually, a, I would say a 50-50, that even balance of instant delayed gratification uh, in many ways. And some ways you could make uh, this uh, a case where I'm more instant than delayed because you know as you know I, I enjoy my hobbies um, I really do the things I love uh, re you know whenever I have time repeatedly um, I try to reach out to my friends mm. my family members people I like like uh, just people I care about I call that the 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 the, the, the Roberts uh, you know relationship portfolio you know I look at it seriously as a seriously portfolio construction way. Uh, to mm -hmm. keep in touch with people mm -hmm. and try as hard as I can, and I, I, you know, even like with personal hobbies, racing, sports, I try to do these uh, whenever I can, and then I believe in as long as it's not something crazily costing time or money-wise, um, then I will do it because uh, I believe mm -hmm. uh, we are only on this earth for once, and we shall do that. So, do you think these things change your the way you yeah you are living now? Um, okay. I think it has had an impact. Okay, hundred uh, percent had an impact. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you forget. Mm -hmm. well, I think people need to be reminded of this from the time. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I think it's finding mm -hmm. a striking a balance between the two, like delaying gratification, and I guess the other end of the mm -hmm. spectrum yep, is yep. what YOLO, yep. <laughs> enjoying the moment. Uh, where they travel around the world, don't get married, don't have kids, just uh, enjoy their time. I mean, it's, it looks pretty wonderful, actually. Yeah, I think okay. I think finding a balance between the two. Definitely finding a balance between the two. If if this thing didn't happen for me, I think I'd be looking slightly more on yeah. the lane gratification okay. side of things. Okay. Yeah, because because by yeah. nature you would look yeah, at yeah. life as so, everything is going the trajectory that they're supposed to go. So, so you think by delaying gratification, you will be able to yeah. uh, accumulate all those things and resources and, and, and time. And by the time it gets there, uh, you will be what you expect it to be. But because these things, your expectation of life changed that I guess, you know, uh, for me, it's uh, less on the death side, but on other things. But we, we, we learned that, um, you know, the, the, the real expectation for life is there shouldn't be any. If expectation really causes problems because if you really mm -hmm. have this it's, I'm talking about more entitlement uh, more entitled to expectations not saying setting goals things like that but you know if you're in, you think you're so entitled to certain things then uh, things typically don't happen that way so so yeah so yeah I, I do say, I, I agree yes. with you I do think that's a yes. big change yes, yes, yes. yeah 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 I think even like today's podcast, you know, reminded me more of um, the importance of spelling the roses oh, really? along okay. the way, right? Not just shooting for, mm -hmm. you know, whatever okay. it is you want to achieve. Okay. So, so even today's podcast, 
yeah. in terms of uh, in which way you remind you of that. Mm-hmm. Just okay. yeah. our, our discussion. Yeah. Right? yeah. Our discussion of this. So, uh, yeah. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it, I mean, it comes back to what is the yeah. meaning yeah. of life? What is your meaning of life? Right? If you're, if you're, if you're, for, if you're an individual that your meaning of life is to achieve the highest mm-hmm. you can or like make the most money, right? In that case, I think probably delaying gratification to the most yeah. extreme would yeah. make sense. But if your meaning of life includes other things, then going all the way to the end of the spectrum does not make sense. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, Because I... you see people that have, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. achieved success mm-hmm. in a traditional sense, but they don't feel like they've lived a fulfilling life, right? But I'm not, I'm not promoting people should just, you know, uh, enjoy life, seek pleasure all the time. But I am saying that, you know, sometimes it's, it's also you know, striking a balance would be a good option. Mm, striking a balance. Mm. Yeah. Makes me think. Um, yeah. Balance. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to achieve. And, and, and I guess certain times we... Um, it really, we really have to to look at ourselves, like see what we truly want, right? Uh, I guess this we can go by the. Uh, mm. the it was originally used for uh, more of a concentrated path to focus on success and things like that. But in this case, I can use. I think this is usable here as well. It's Warren Buffett's five twenty five rule. Uh, he asked someone to write down twenty five things that you want in life, and then um, that person did. And uh, Buffett said, "Here's the." The most painful experience you ever have, but you only have you only need to do it once if you do it right. Um, you write down the twenty-five things, then you narrow it down to the five. Um, there's only five things left on the twenty-five list. Then you can write whatever you want: uh, buy a Ferrari or a date, you know, and have to make a fox or whatever, uh, whatever random thing you want. Um, and but at the end, um, you have to take out only five things and forever forget about the rest twenty. Mm-hmm. He's talking about forever. Like you will never do, swear to yourself, even if you have, mm-hmm. you have time, you will never do the other 20. Because that way, he, one, he says, you will mm-hmm. get to, to, you know, quote unquote, success faster, way faster, because you are really concentrated on things really matter to you in life. The other things are distractions and noises are the things you think you want, but you don't want them that bad, but they actually take away your time. Okay. okay. And time is the most important capital of anyone asset anyone has. I think we all agree on that. Two is that I think this makes you happier because you really yep. understand what truly matters and what other things that similarly, you know, semi matters, but doesn't really matter. You know, people care about, you know, uh, this is obviously an extreme case, but, you know, people care about uh, likes on social media, people about that, you know, things that really, really don't matter. Uh, and, and, and by doing this, some people might be able to narrow that out. But um, for most, I think this would help just to uh, make you happier of, of just focusing on five things that you truly want in life. And I think... That's plenty. That's plenty. If you really think about it, uh, I wonder what's your opinion on that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think five I things. Think so. Let's see. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna run through mine real quick, just for personal, you know, I guess demonstration. Then we can. If Roy has any other thoughts, we can add to it. Then, um, yeah. For uh, th- this is really a thinking episode, right? Right. We call this thinking. We are thinking as we speaking. Uh, we don't try mm. to uh, at all to provide any conclusions to this because there is none. Um, 
and 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 to each of his own, right? right. One of my uh, favorite right. things to say: to each of his own. Uh, everyone has their different takes on this, and everyone experienced things differently. I'm sure we have audiences that experienced more than Roy did. I'm sure we have audiences where uh, experience nothing like this, and yep. think the world is all rosy and uh, going according to plan, and that's great. So, um, so, but yeah. So for me, five really one did this and narrowed it down. Number one is um, I want to have a. This is by extroversion, extrovert nature, or just being a social person. I want to have a loving and meaningful relationship uh, with pe- people, uh, members of my relationship portfolio. Uh, parents, that's two, okay? That's, there's two right there. That's actually a lot, okay? Uh, in, on the portfolio, uh, there's a future mm-hmm. wife. Um, there's uh, about 12 friends I hold dearly uh, that I care about. Um, so that's, we are at what? 15 already people and plus a couple others and I expect obviously I leave future I leave room for future uh, added people like my children like uh, my future father mother-in-law I should care about like um, my future friend so that's one so meaningful relationships now it sounds like that is there right second it's meaningful work I really believe in meaningful work I believe in um, and, and for me that is um, and if it, now I think it's 95% clear I reserve the right to change, but 95% clear that is um, to help uh, uh, middle class uh, families and people with their financial literacy and to uh, help high net worth individuals and institutions to achieve wealth preservation and appreciation and activate capital markets activity where we can facilitate the capital to make the world a better place. That's literally what I believe in and I think my whole life's work will be dedicated to, mm-hmm. uh, at least for the first part. So that's second. That's meaningful work, and that, that's really two. So 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 anything that comes in the way of I guess the first mm. two um, should, priorities will, will, will be put on hold, right? So third is uh, is is my uh, I, I will look at it as as my um, balanced life, and, and this including my personal health. Obviously, health is always number one. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to be doing things. But I put health and sports, hobby, all things here. Number three, as in like I want to be able to have time for things. You know what I mean? Like, say, if I have the choice, to be, mm-hmm. uh, after the first thing, two, two things are accomplished or, or at a respectable level, uh, I'd rather have more time than making more money because having more time would allow me to do these things and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and have my hobbies and, and do these things I like. That's third. And, uh, yeah, these are my top three. And, and my fourth and fifth, I, I sometimes change them, you know, um, like, let's say, when I was at school, achieving good grades was my number four on the list. Uh, it, I, I need to do well on that, and obviously that ties to uh, number second, the the, the the meaningful work part. And fourth and fifth are, are yeah, again, uh, I, I want to do something uh, charity wise or or uh, content creation. You're right. Uh, my passion is to speak. Yeah, fourth, I would say. Uh, now we're, we're we're doing a podcast. Being future, we both talk about interested in uh, being a professor, things like that. Uh, you know, to, to, to spread what we believe and you know not necessarily our knowledge but you know just just our uh just especially for me you know i like to rent so uh do that right <laughs> so and and if and if and, uh, and yeah and then and then fifth mm-hmm. um could be things down the road uh to to to, to impact others and things like that so 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 i guess the other things are really distractions and 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 uh, uh to have a balance on these things is I think could help with the, even though that still still doesn't stop people from dying, doesn't stop me from dying. Uh, uh, but nevertheless, I think um, 
that provides us a good guidance uh, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any comments to add or anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is pretty heavy I mean. topic today. What? So what? Uh huh. Yes, I think yes. this might be yes. our heaviest topic. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Uh -huh. On a yeah, 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 yeah. topic. Deep discussion at your balcony yeah. until three a.m. one day. Right. Uh, that was quite deep. Uh, but this is really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, w what's yeah. your meaning of life? Just for for me and for audience to know. Just your version. Obviously, it's very subjective. Oh. Sure. Mm, it changes from time to time, sure. you know, as you find out more. And I, I like the saying that when you don't know what you mm. want, that what you definitely don't want, and then mm. look at the opposite opposite end of that, right? I think what you don't want is definitely you don't mm. want more suffering. Be it for yourself, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. your friends, family, for the world, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you want? Reduce suffering mm -hmm. for yourself, for friends, family, and for the world. And I, I think that's a pretty good purpose. Mm -hmm. right? Reduce suffering is make things better. Make things better for yourself, for your family, friends, and mm -hmm. hopefully the world, if you're powerful enough, right? So, so I, I think for me, that's a pretty, pretty noble goal. Yeah, it's quite, quite simple. You know, it has changed yes. from time to time, but I think, you know, we definitely want to reduce suffering. We don't want to suffer that much, right? So mm -hmm. reduce meaning, especially if it's yeah. meaningless suffering, you know. And I like what Jordan Peterson says, like, you, ha you always have to pay a price, mm -hmm. but you can choose yeah. what price you pay, right? So you want to put in a little bit of work every day and then reduce a big suffering, or do you want to no. you know, endure a big suffering yeah. later in your life? Right. Be it, no matter if it's building your career, your relationships, or health, I think it all works in, in a similar manner, right? If you put in a little bit of work daily, mm. uh, you're always putting in work, it will grow. Mm. It will grow into a fruitful tree, right? Mm. Uh, a big tree. But if you don't put in work, maybe it's still okay right yeah. now, but down the line, if you just ignore it, don't put have in work. Have you thought about, have you thought about legacy? Out. What do you want your legacy to right, be? One day it's going to Well, I think if you if you re, if you have reduced suffering for yourself, your people around you, and, right. and the world, that is already legacy, right? Like if you speak about let's say making more, let's say uh, making your clients wealthier, or doing charity work, yes, yes, that's all reducing suffering yes. for yes. for the world for for them, right? That's that's, and uh, if you let's say you're working out, keeping yourself healthy, like your that's reducing suffering. People should uh, listen to this. Yeah, right. Reduce suffering. And Go through the. And if you're side. building, right. yeah. Go ahead. And if you're building wealth, yeah. Because if you ask people what, what they want, people want. Oh, I want to. I want to. I want to. I like skydiving. <laughs> you know, I want to make more money. I want to become famous. But it's it's it's. I don't think those are are, are quite comprehensive answers. 
right? What mm-hmm. we universally don't want, but you want suffering, mm-hmm. the meaningless suffering for other people or yourself. So, yeah, I think I think reducing suffering and then making things better. And, and, and just to be perfectly clear mm-hmm. yeah. on this uh, uh, upcoming, I guess at some point we we'll do it again. We did it before the socialism capitalism debate. You don't believe in one should. Uh, you you don't believe in one gets reduced suffering because the other one um, ha- sort of takes that out of uh, the other person's uh, blessings, right? You believe in we can. Uh, there's a synergy around it. We can collectively reduce everyone's suffering. Uh, yeah. Am I approaching that right? Like, say, say, you, you don't believe in, let's say, yeah, you don't believe in, let's say, if, if let's say, I know uh, there saying. are people who are clearly, we are privileged. There are people clearly suffering yeah. uh, way more than us in the world. But you don't believe in, let's say, we uh, should give up our blessings and to make them uh, have less sufferings. Uh, do you think that makes sense? Yeah, I, I, I think mm-hmm. occur, the current system right now, uh, let's, let's, let's say a Western society, a democratic uh, society, um, is one system that has used mm-hmm. some of the least sufferings collectively, right? Mm-hmm. Is there still suffering? Yes, there is income inequality. There are people that are extremely poor. But... Mm-hmm. Mm, Putting in perspective, mm-hmm. uh, compared to other systems that have worked in the past, mm-hmm. this one perhaps produced some of the least mm-hmm. sufferings compared to some other models, right? So it's like you said, it's not perfect, but yeah. Yeah. it's one of the best we have so far. Right. And then also, by, by reducing suffering, I'm not... Mm-hmm. See, for example, take work, working out, for example, right? If you work out, that's kind of suffering, right? You, you're, you're tearing up your muscles and you feel pain the next day. You got muscle ache, you're sweating. Um, mm-hmm. But you're reducing maybe a bigger suffering down the line, right? And some kind of illness down the line, right? So it's like, like Jordan Peterson said, you, you have the choice to choose which price you pay. You want to pay a little bit every day yeah. or you want to pay yeah. a grand yeah. price. The only thing to that is, down the line. I totally concur with that. The only thing to that right. is it will so, absolutely suck. For someone to put in a little bit of work of living a healthy life, eating right, working out every day, and still have a plane crash at 35 or have a random disease at 51. Um, Ah, man. That that kind of went all We we went full cycle on this. We started that with. That sucks. I know, I know. You get my point? That makes makes me angry. You know what I'm saying? You know, pays the price every day, right? Um, (laughs) Yes. And and that's part of me why I'm an atheist like you, but I I reserve the right, again, I've used this many times in this episode, to to change. And Mm -hmm. I reserve the right to believe there is an afterlife or a place that we go to after this and there's a train sort of a you know we are on a journey and this is just one of the stops uh, that ensuring that life as humankind as we know it in this form of life it's just one train stop and there's stops after uh like um my favorite childhood book harry potter said at the end dumbledore told harry potter you know i we're at a train station i'm on to the next you're here uh i'm i'm, I'm still uh with you so um um yeah, so I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know, but but uh, I, I reserve the right to, to believe that because um, otherwise, it's it's hard to justify mm-hmm. just by random probability um, 
many, many, I'm sure, putting the, like yeah. you said, putting the work every day um, for meaningful things. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, they, and, and, and they do good. So, you know, it's crazy. And, and then it'll end up being a good place. It's, yeah, it's like the meaning of life, right? If you tell somebody there is no grand meaning, universal meaning for life, yeah. it's, it makes people yeah. pissed off, right? Because people want, to, they want, to, want there to be a meaning for life and that they yeah. want yeah. Um, themselves to be a part of the story, the meaning. Makes them feel important, right? I mean, it's that we we're here. We must have a goal, objective. But if you look at a grand, over a bigger perspective, mm-hmm. humans have been around for twenty thousand years, and what 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 is a meaning? Nothing will be here in ten million years, right? So there is a meaning. You can find your own meaning, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking about a grand universal meaning. I, I don't think I don't think there is, but we're waiting to you know, people don't really mm-hmm. have a hard time. I had a hard time grasping with that. That's right. Yeah. Being okay with Agreed. that. Agreed. All right. Yeah. All right. Um amen to that. To, to yeah. each of his own. To each of his own. I, I hope All everyone right. finds their own and I hope yeah. we um cherish our life as it is and we um and uh, as I always say, you know, cherish Cheers to, to for good health, my friend. You know, to, to a long living life, and hopefully we'll both be 88, 92 years old, yes. and uh, um, doing podcasts, reading books, and then uh, uh, there will be thousands of students waiting for us to give us talk uh, at a state. You know, not, not nothing, nothing more than that. That's all I want. You know, uh, at ninety two, you know, uh, by our fireside, we can uh, be at a, a snowy Big Bear Mountain now uh, by our fire pit and just talk about our life and stuff. That would be a good ending, man. Yeah, that would be good. So, yeah, yeah. So, all right, yes. All right. Yes, yes, all right. Yes, hopefully, yes. Everyone, hopefully, everyone enjoyed it. Right. Uh, we certainly yeah. did. Uh, okay. And, uh, yep. Yeah, and, and if ever, if, sorry if for a heavy, your, heavy episode. I encourage uh, yeah. whoever's listening, you know, if you have your own thoughts, leave it under our comment section. Uh, uh, it's not just reserved for uh, praising us, how good a job yep. we, 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 we do, which certainly some comments did, but also, it is there for discussions. If you want to leave comments, say, uh, no, Robert, you're wrong. Uh, I think of this on this episode where, Roy, you really made me feel uh, relatable and I want to share my story underneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, we are uh, trying to find a more way to engage and uh, to engage you guys and in the future maybe maybe have some new features. But yeah, for now, just leave it in the comment section and even talk among yourselves during the comment section and I'm sure... Uh, It'll be pretty uh, fun that way. So uh, have a good one, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the listening. And uh, uh, till next time. Yep. All right. Till next time. All right.